Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Lost Art of Listening, How Learning to Listen Can Improve Relationships. Many people may be troubled by several scenarios in their lives. Wives complain that their husbands take for granted what they have done. Husbands complain that their wives nag and take too long to get to the point. Parents complain that their words fall on deaf ears with their children. Children complain that their parents are too busy scolding instead of hearing them out. When we chat with our friends, they appear to be listening, but they betray their lack of interest by glancing around and shifting their weight back and forth. The reason for these problems is that often we don't actually listen to what others say. As a result, our conflicts with others are getting worse, and so does the quality of our lives. Therefore, it is particularly important to learn how to listen. So, what makes good listening? How can we improve our relationships by listening? Nichols answered these questions in The Lost Art of Listening, How Learning to Listen Can Improve Relationships. Although this book is about communication, it does not set out to explain how to speak. Instead, it starts with how to really hear what the other person says, and then it analyzes obstacles to listening. Finally, it talks about how to break these obstacles and help readers solve the problems of talking but not listening and the failure to be understood. In this book, Nichols recounts many real family problems and sad stories. Then he offers corresponding practical techniques to address these problems. Meanwhile, simple and practical exercises combine theory with practice. Whether for professional consultants or the general public, it is a relevant book that should not be overlooked. Nichols is a U.S. American writer of classic bestsellers and a professor of psychology. He has practiced psychological counseling and family therapy for over 30 years. When writing this book, he was able to use his own and his patient's stories to determine the essence of listening. Next, we will extract the key points from this book through the following three parts. Part 1, Why is listening so important? Part 2, What are the obstacles to listening? Part 3, How can we become better listeners? In modern society, people are under great pressure. The fast-paced lifestyle makes us too busy to listen to one another. However, listening plays a vital role in our lives. This book mentions three meanings of listening. First of all, listening represents our understanding, respect, and attention toward others. In Nichols' view, being listened to means being recognized, and being heard means being taken seriously. It satisfies our need for self-expression and our need to communicate with others. If others do not respond to us when we talk to them, we feel frustrated and get hurt easily. Each of the following cases gives such an example, a wife comes home from a business trip, eager to tell her husband how it went. He listens, but after a while, something in his eyes betrays that his mind has wandered off. Or a child happily tells his parents that it has won an award, yet they don't seem as happy as the child had imagined. Or your old friend got married. In the past, he would listen attentively to everything you say, but now he doesn't seem really interested anymore. Very few people in our lives pay attention to what we say. 
When others do not respond to us, we feel that we are not understood or taken seriously, and our feelings get hurt. We may seek consolation through the following ways, we turn on the TV even when there is nothing to watch, or escape into the online world and treat ourselves to fictional characters. Such escapism may relieve your stress temporarily, but it does not help you solve the problem. You may feel even emptier and more upset afterward. See? The lack of attention and recognition from others will cause us a certain degree of psychological harm. We all need to be listened to. We yearn to be heard on the basis of understanding and respect. We expect others to show us attention. The second meaning of listening is that it shapes us and connects us to each other. Listening shapes our characters. The child that is listened to and understood by its parents grows up whole and secure. Among scientific findings on the importance of listening, Daniel Stern's research on infants has the most profound implications. He believes that an infant is never totally undifferentiated from the mother. In other words, the infant has a symbiotic relationship with the mother. For infants, the need for understanding is second only to the need for food and shelter. Let's imagine a scene in which a child excitedly shows its mother a toy. The mother responds in kind, sharing the child's joy. She nods with a smile and says, yes, it's amusing. If the mother always listens when interacting with a child, the child feels that its expression is recognized by the mother and thus becomes more confident. As we can see, the listener's attention and recognition enable us to open up and experience a fuller version of ourselves. So, does listening only mean that there is one person speaking and one person listening? The answer is no. Another aspect of listening is mutuality. It isn't just the me but the us that is important in listening. We all yearn for mutuality through listening, eager to get through to each other. For example, a wife who is on business trip calls her husband every night to tell him that the meeting went okay or that it is raining. The husband listens attentively and tells his wife what happened in the home. In fact, there is nothing important. The woman just wants to share the everyday observations, opinions, and complaints. Otherwise, those things would accumulate and burden them in isolation. Listening to each other and sharing each other's thoughts is a good way to connect us to each other. Based on empathy, listening bridges the space that separates us and maintains good interpersonal relationships. The third meaning of listening is to ensure good communication by improving the way we respond to others. The speaker tends to impose certain distorted expectations on the listener. This dynamic is what psychoanalysis calls transference. Transference refers to all the ways in which a person's experience of a relationship is shaped by subjectivity, including past experiences, expectations, sensitivities, hopes, and fears. For example, a junior high school student who dislikes studying is often blamed by his mother. When he receives psychological counseling, the phenomenon of transference occurs. He tends to regard the psychoanalyst as his mother and thinks that they will blame him too. Countertransference refers to how the listener's subjectivity distorts his or her experience of the conversation. For example, suppose a woman expects a man to talk only about himself. In that case, she may keep inquiring about him and not speak about herself. As a result, the man really only talks about himself, 
thereby confirming her expectations in the sense of a self-fulfilling prophecy. As we can see, communication can be easily disrupted by either the speaker or the listener. So, how do we respond to others to facilitate better communication? The answer is to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. We might as well explain it through a case in the book. A wife told her husband that something her boss said made her worried that she might be in trouble at work. The husband said that he didn't think so. The wife immediately refuted her husband, saying that he didn't listen to her. Both of them became infuriated. The wife was angry because her husband didn't consider her feelings. The husband was angry because he thought he did listen. However, the husband didn't realize his wife's troubles. The wife needed to have her feelings acknowledged, not disagreed with. The husband can improve his response by telling his wife that he understands her feelings, thus expressing concern for her troubles and giving some opinions and suggestions afterwards. In this way, the wife could believe that her husband was indeed listening. The communication between the couple would go smoothly. Therefore, as long as we improve the way we respond to others and put ourselves in the other person's shoes, we can really communicate and exchange ideas with others. Alright, that was it for part 1, why is listening so important? Let's do a quick recap. Listening represents our understanding, respect, and attention toward others. It shapes us and connects us with each other. In the meantime, Improving the way we respond to others ensures good communication. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.